I have a pretty slow reaction. Like I remember at Worlds, I mean, this was a prelims relay, so I was proud of it. So I didn't want to get us deked, but I would think I was like half a second on the reaction time. <laughs> point five yeah, so, when you were okay. Yeah, point five. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't okay with it. I mean, I thought it was good because it was prelims. I was, I'm not trying to DQ like the US relay, you know, at my first world. Welcome to Social Kick. I'm Brian Lundquist. We got the full crew, Luke Paddington, Dr. John Mullen, and joining us also in California, like I am, Dari Rose. What's going on, Dari? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Um, we're going to try some new things today. Audience, thanks for submitting so many questions to us on Instagram. Since we got started doing Social Kick, we've really seen a lot of audience engagement, and we're going to try to incorporate some of that more into the show. Um, as always, before each of our shows, we'll uh, put an opportunity up on Instagram and a poll to submit some questions that we can ask each guest. Thanks for doing that. And um, make sure you give us a follow at Social Kick Swim, and that's where you'll see all of the question prompts come about. And with that in mind, we'll start off with a few audience questions today. Dare, Aiden Biddle 12 wants to know the very important question, is a hot dog a sandwich? Ooh. <laughs> Um, I'd say I very much think so. So you have meat in the middle, two, two pieces of bread. I consider that a sandwich. I know most people don't. (laughs) Is is a pita a sandwich too then? What about a taco? That's tough. Um, well, I guess what I say about a taco would, uh, would make the, would make the hot dog not be a sandwich. So I said it's like connected. And so that means it isn't. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be two separate pieces of bread. So I guess a hot dog isn't a sandwich either. Okay, okay. we've reversed it. A hot dog, not a sandwich. Okay, this one's from Madeline Smathers. Who is the funniest person on the cow team? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'd honestly say uh, Coach Durds. He's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's always cracking jokes on pool deck, making us laugh. Um, on the actual team, though, um it's kind of a hard one i think we have a lot of funny guys um i'd probably say hmm, probably say jack alexi how about that oh okay jack alexi all right the jersey connection and you guys are uh all 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 laughter at that end all right yeah i like that good to know look forward to chatting some with jack Okay, this one's from underscore door underscore DZDZ. How many times <laughs> have you been called Dare? Oh, more than I've been called Dare. Wow, <laughs> Especially at some meets, too. <clears throat> Especially at some meets. It's funny hearing my name over the announcements. But I understand it, you know. It's understandable. Yeah. I, I As someone who also has a difficult to pronounce last name, I've gotten lots mm-hmm. of different versions of my last name at Swim Meets from announcers. And then, all right, this one uh, is from, I hope I get your name right, Neophytos Shara Lambides. Um, sounds very Greek. This uh, wants to know, what is your fastest 25-yard butterfly time? Let's assume that it's either from a start, maybe from a maybe from the blocks from a start. How fast can you do a 25-yard butterfly? Okay, this is a good one. Um, <clears throat> last week or two weeks ago, we actually had Brett Hawk come in, and we did a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, suited stuff off the blocks. And so I put on a suit. Um, we were doing like 25s uh, with a touch pad. So I was like 9, I think 9-1, nine, 9-2. 
uh, from a from a block. So that was pretty good. That's pretty legit. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna start with a new section here, and we're gonna call it a fish out of water because um, that tends to be me often. You know, we also move mm -hmm. fish out of waters, but also when you when you move around a lot and you go to new environments and new um, um, circumstances and you travel a lot, it's something we all face at swimmers. So I, I want to dive into a section about that and, and you know, bring an international flavor to this um, and especially your move from the East Coast to the West Coast and et cetera. So mm -hmm. first of all, let's start off the audience question. And, and Kemi Akinsanya asks, what's your favorite vacation spot, Dari? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so after NCAAs uh, last year, me and my uh, whole class and some of our seniors, we went to Hawaii, which was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. We were in uh, Oahu for half the time, and it was just beautiful. I love oceans. I love the water. I love nature, too. And it's just uh, it's a beautiful place. Oh, dude, I agree with you fully. Um, I named my daughter after a Nigerian word called Eze. Um, and oh, wow. you have a Nigerian name as well. Um, mm -hmm. Do you ever write it with an accent on the A? Like Aruba? Um, never. That's actually never. a good question. Never. Uh, my full name is Oludare. And yeah. so I just go by Dare for short. And so I know like I have Nigerian roots. Like I talked to my grandpa about it. And yeah. uh, my name in Nigerian, it means a uh, gift from God. That's so right. I thought that was pretty special. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> No Caribbean roots, eh? No, no, no Caribbean roots. <laughs> We'd accept Nigeria. They're good. Okay, so yeah, so you, <laughs> so you born, you you grew up in Jersey City, and you went to school in Brooklyn Heights, right? So you took yes, the sir. the subway to to get across there. I'm assuming to get to school every day. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. And now you are living in Cal, across the river, the bay, from a big city. What, what's up? Why don't you just live in the city? What's what's up with you li living across from the city? It was a <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not no. sure. I mean, honestly, SF isn't my place. So I'm kind of glad I no. live over here in Berkeley. I think and New York City is the, the best city there is. SF's kind of, it's eh, it's okay. They have some cool stuff, but it's nothing like New York City. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess yeah. Berkeley just put me in another location, like across, yeah, the, right. across the water. You moved, you moved to the West Coast when I moved to the East Coast from the Bay. And a lot of things I miss from the West Coast, um, you know, including the people. I, 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 mm. I, I prefer the mentality of the Cal people, of, of California people, the New Yorkers. Do you agree or do you, because it's your home and that's your people, do you still like New Yorkers? Um, I'd say I disagree a little bit. <clears throat> I'd yeah. say California. I'd say what I like about the people is they're more like uh, more chill just more like uh, trying to get through their day without like, uh, I don't know, any worries or any, I don't know, any peers, if that makes sense. Yeah. But in New York, yeah. they're always just rushing. They're always just needing to get to the next yeah. place. But I kind of like it because um, mm. I think they're more like, uh, they're more real with you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's more like straightforward to get to the point. But I, I do miss New York. I do miss the people. I think... Um, I don't know, it was a little more fun just like traveling around. I feel like people would be just more open to talk to you just randomly, like on the street, you know, like in the subway. Like I'd always spark up a conversation, some random person, and I don't know, I'd make my day <laughs> if they said something funny. There's the, the, the food selection is what shocked me as well. Um, I, I find, I'm not talking about the city. I live in White Plains, so just outside, right? And mm -hmm. I find that I don't find the abundance of quality food for good price. 
Like in the Bay Area, you can go to Aki's. You can get an amazing organic meal for like $15. You want to get that here? Mm. You know, what were some of the biggest differences in the food selections when you go out to eat? Was it cost, flavor, the abundance of it, the, the, the variance of it? What, what do you think? Um, I'd say like <clears throat> a little bit of everything, honestly. So I'd say like the cost, I'd say it's kind of similar here in California. I guess New York, like whenever I go back, I don't really, really look at the cost. But I yeah. think like inflation and all that, it kind of put it up. But I'd say like New York, I actually thought it was cheaper than around Berkeley and stuff. I'm not sure oh. if that's because we're like we're in a college town and they yeah. try to like ramp stuff up because they know like college kids will always buy it. But um, I think like the flavors are a little different. Um, but Berkeley's a cool place. We just have restaurants from like everywhere in the world. So there's like every type of cuisine you can imagine. They're, 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 go ahead, Brian. You're living that NIL life talking about not thinking about <laughs> cost with food. Must be nice for a college student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty nice. Now that USA Swimming has sent me my stipend, so I'm always in there. It that. is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, one of the best pizza spots I know in the Bay Area is a spot that all the cow swimmers go to. So I remember that. It's really good slices you'd get. They had the good food down there mm-hmm. in, in Berkeley. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, Big change though, Cal, from from a, fi- a fairly small club. What what I mean, New York. I, I find coming here with my kids and swimming. Swimming is just not as as big as it is in California. You know, it's it's not outdoors mm-hmm. and it's not part of the culture. And it's seen as elite and it's super expensive, like five thousand dollars to swim in the Y. And you know, it's just it's this is it's very um, segregated almost in terms of class and and cost and and everything. And you come to California, it's different. What were some of the big differences between California? Uh, Cal and I'd say your your club's called Aquatics, you know. Um, yeah. I'd say there's actually a lot of differences. If I remember yeah. club, so we used to swim indoors for most of the year, and then for long course season in the summer we'd go outside. So we had like a municipal pool, and so yeah. we'd swim in there for three months. But our pool half the time our heater was broken, so the pool <laughs> temp would be like below seventy degrees. So we'd all be freezing all the time. So it's kind of it's kind of hassle, but we got through it. You know, I think it made me uh, who I am today, just like going through adversity, like getting through stuff. But Cal, like we have pools year round, speaker and legends, you know, two fifty meter pools. It's beautiful. Then we have like a whole weight room, which I didn't uh, I didn't lift at all in high school. So that was a that was a big change. And I just say like the environment is a lot more competitive here. So you have like everyone who is the best at what they do from different yeah. cities, from different countries, and they all come together to train. So it's just crazy at practice sometimes, like seeing how fast people go and seeing how fast like, I can go racing them. It really makes you love the sport more. I mean, like I'm imagining your life in high school of you know having to take the subway to go across the city to end up in what Brooklyn Heights, right? And then in yeah. the middle of winter, and then uh, as that's after morning practice, perhaps, and then come back and mm-hmm. you had long days, a lot of traveling in the cold versus oh, yeah. living across the street, swimming outdoors with buddies in the sun. It's a, it's a big cultural thing. Makes you enjoy the sport more? Or do you still enjoy the sport as much as you did in high school because you were just a kid having fun? Uh, I mean, I definitely enjoy the sport more. I didn't, yeah. I didn't not enjoy it in high school. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but sometimes yeah. it was just rough. I'd wake up like 5 a.m. Um, I'd go swim in Jersey and then I'd go straight from morning to get on the subway. And then uh-huh. I'd go to school the whole day and rush back to Jersey, go to practice and then get home at like eight. 
and then I still have to do homework and then try to get yeah. some sleep for morning the next day. So it'd just be, it'd just be a grind. And so it'd get a little tiring at times, but here it's definitely like, um, it's definitely more enjoyable. I gotta say. No, I hear you. Um, I'm finding it hard myself to go swimming out here in New York. Um, all right, two quick questions. Um, New York bagels or avocado toast? Oh, uh, New York bagels. Definitely. I miss them. Right. I'm always going to Safeway to get the the six pack of those bagels. And it's just not as good when you can go to like a bodega, get a bacon yeah. and cheese for like four bucks. <laughs> yeah, man, I tell you, I have to drop some money by my kid for, after school. He's going to the deli with his buddies and he wants bagels. Ooh, um, nice. I, and then last one, and be careful of your answer. Very careful. Mm-hmm. Knicks, Nets, Dubs. Oh, neither. I'm a huge Bucks fan. <laughs> Bucks? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, my whole, uh, both my parents are from Wisconsin and my whole extended ah, family is from there. Buddy. I'm a big Packers fan, big Bucks fan, I think. What? I thought Good I had a flag team. up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, we, we respect Giannis and team. Awesome. Yeah, you got good people. Good ownership. Appreciate it. Like it. All right, sick, man. All right, I'm done. How's it? Hold on. Let's pack, I gotta unpack this Packers thing. So what's, what's <laughs> going on? What's going on at QB? Are you a jo- uh, Jordan? Um, what the Jordan Love fan? Jordan no, Love, not at all. I got not I got Rose on the brain. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, I mean, I think he was good for like the first two games, but I don't know. I mean, it's his first year too, so we gotta see. But I think if they tank this year, they're gonna draft Caleb Williams and. That'll be a good step in the future. So we'll see. I mean, kind of funny from a cow guy to say you want to draft Caleb Williams, but I like it. <laughs> I know, especially after last week when they beat us. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a good time to transition. I mean, we're talking about, you know, science and, and rehab. We have Aaron Rodgers who's going to make the quickest Achilles tendon recovery of all time in like three months, even though it takes 12 to 18 months. Um, so you know, I wrote a book, Swimming Science, at a, a website, Swimming Science, and I'd speak at conferences and get tons of questions about training, about recovery, and be like, oh, how does this apply to my 10-year-old? So we're going to get into some science questions, but we want to keep in mm-hmm. mind, these likely won't apply to anyone other than for you. So once again, this is going to be called Science-ish. So let's get into it, okay? Mm-hmm. So we all try crazy things in training and practice, and I'm sure Durden, especially Marsh, will probably have you guys do some weird things. What's like one mm-hmm. of the craziest things that they've had you try that you're like, uh, I'm a little skeptical about this, but actually ended up working or you enjoyed it? Um, That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. We've done a lot of weird stuff. So one of the practices I saw our brushstrokers – doing um they had one of those uh huge like medicine or the uh, yoga balls and the ones that float on the water so i saw one of the kids like the yoga ball is right here and they're on top of it on the water and they're doing like breaststroke kick to kind of simulate it with their hips up high so i thought that was the craziest thing ever but it ended up working out like getting the hips up high and even though they're so high and it looked a little, I don't know, sketchy. It still worked <laughs> out at the end, which was a funny sight to see. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, those <laughs> balls, you know, you get them in the water, they start getting wet too. It's like, a, mm-hmm. you know, it's so slippery. <laughs> Slip and slide, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Now, there's tons of different training approaches. You know, USRPT is probably one of the more discussed one. We, we talked to Cam McAvoy about how he's using so much resistance training and things like that. What's like one type of training or training style that you see people do that you're like, hmm, I wonder what it'd be like to train like that? Um, so I'd say like super, super high yardage. So that's what mm. I did in high school all the time. Mm. And I thought it was very beneficial for me at a young mm. age because like I could just grind, you know, I didn't really need mm. much rest. Like my body recovered fast, but it's mm. kind of interesting seeing people do that, especially when they're not like distance swimmers, when they're doing that every day. It's like I do like 4k, 5k and my body's just wrecked and I'm like, I need some recovery. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do any more yardage. So it's kind of interesting seeing that. Now, another audience question from our favorite Madeline Smathers. What's the hardest set you've done at Cal? Ooh, so we've had a lot. Um, we do every Tuesday um, in the fall and spring, we do, they're called test sets. It's basically like a set where you do reps over and over again, and it simulates a race. And so you just have to hang on towards the end. And so recently we did uh, six 200s um off the block just all out so i did fly free and uh it was unsuited so we just had to kind of send it as much as we could at the start and just see how much we could hang on at the end so that was definitely yep. not the most fun when i sent it going like i forget what i went maybe like 147 to fly at first and then like a little faster free and then just having to do yep. that like over and over again <laughs> so yeah like stuff like that I'd say is definitely the hardest. Where were you at at the end of that set? Was Luke Ooh, beating you at the end? Uh, I don't even remember. Sure. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like right under sub two double O. <laughs> but that's the right way to do that set, eh, John. I, 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 we did that mm -hmm. set a lot, and people would try and pace it. I'm like, no, you got to go all out for the first twenty five on number five. Uh -huh. You got to keep going. Don't hold it. Otherwise, it yeah. makes sense. Well, I don't yeah, know. There's so kind definitely. of people that thought on this. I feel like Bob yeah. Bowman's kind of the one who always says, you know, no, you don't want to just send it at the beginning and then make the whole thing like a lactate um, choke hazard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but that's what it is. If you send it in the first one, yeah, that's I, mm -hmm. I, I was having like I was sweating over here just listening to you talk about what it's um, what what that kind of set is like because the end of those types of sets hurts so bad. I was mm. just wondering if anybody's puking on the pool deck. Yeah, so it was kind of like that. But I'd say like the sets at Cal are definitely hard because of the intensity. But mm. I remember in club swimming, um, my coach at our training trip would make us do 60, 50s butterfly on 50 seconds. And mm -hmm. so we had an A interval, which was 50 seconds, a B interval, which was 55, and a C interval, which was a minute. And so when the A interval finished, the C interval would still have 12 left. So in the end, we'd end up doing 72 because we just go with uh, the other interval just to uh, <laughs> make them feel like not left out, you know? So that set was definitely fun. Like I'd be holding no, like, fine. it was long course. <laughs> I'd be holding like 34s the whole time. And then the last like 12 was crazy. So I just got like something else in me and everyone was cheering. So I was going like sub thirties almost. And so it was kind of crazy. Like, like, uh, like fly endurance like that, you know? That's fun though. I mean, I, I'm a big component of rewarding swimming with with more swimming instead of punishing people with swimming so that's kind of a, a mm -hmm. fun way and a novel way to make it where it's like hey you know you get to do more that's a good thing 
the better, mm-hmm. you know, the faster kids are not better. Faster kids get to do more instead of like, oh, you're punished. You're going to do six to flies off the block <laughs> type of thing. So yeah. I, I, that's a good to hear a, a fun way to kind of mm-hmm. integrate that. Mm-hmm. So speaking of lactate and feeling horrible, do you know what the highest your lactate's been after one of those sets or after like a, a race? What levels you're at? Um, so I'd say I haven't really gotten lactate tested after one of these sets, but at the pro series and I remember at the Singapore uh, pre-worlds camp, I got lactate tested a bunch, just like the little prick on the ear. And I remember we did this one, I think it was like a hundred fly off the block and then a two fifties fly pace. And so after that, I was feeling pretty dead and I got my lactate tested and it was almost 20, I think. That was super, super rough. And I tried warming down a lot and it it went down like to 10. And then uh, I remember, I think Keenan was like, go again. Like you got to warm down until it's like two or three. And I was like, oh, so like 40 minutes later, I finally got it all the way down. Yeah. So about 20 is the highest. Yeah, that's pretty high. Good old Keenan being in there for the warm, dar- warm down czar to make sure you get <laughs> to Michael Phelps levels. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now moving on to like biomechanics and, and stroke technique. Who is another swimmer that you would say has the best biomechanics of an elite butterfly? And this can be like current or older swimmer that you're just like, God, their mechanics are perfect. Um, I'd honestly say uh, Milak. Um, I just love watching him swim. I think uh, obviously like Dressel is um one of the best flyers in the world is the best flyer in the world like he has the world record but i think mm-hmm. uh his stroke is more uh, it's definitely good technique but it's more power so i think he just has that much more muscle just to power his way through the water but i think me it's like that perfect amount of efficiency and power to work mm-hmm. together so i think it reminds me a little bit of myself like i'm not like super super jacked and i think i pull like just the right amount of water and have mm-hmm. like the good hand positioning and the good kick to help propel myself. So it's definitely fun watching him. And I loved uh, watching him break like the two fly world record and just continue his tear. All right. How about yeah. on the other end of the spectrum? Who is an elite flyer? And you're like, what are they doing with that technique? Or like, how is their shoulder not popping out? Or dive, like, or one of those flyers that's just like diving down so deep with every stroke. Mm-hmm. You're like, how is that working at all? Does anyone come to mind like current or former swimmers? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I always laughed when I saw LeClaw like doing his little like side stroke, trying to look <laughs> yeah. over and <laughs> that just cracked me up. But I feel like to be like an elite level flyer, your technique has to be pretty good. So you don't yeah. see too many people like having some whack technique swimming. So it's definitely, I don't know. I'd say LeClaw is probably the funniest one. All right, well, let's ask the historian, Mr. Luke. Anyone come to mind for you over the years of you watching swimming back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s? Anyone where you're like, God, that was such a weird technique. Uh, we had Denis Prankatov doing his, his full head over and his sculling the water underneath. You know, he used to do the streamline kick underwater and, and skull like this with his hands. Really? Yeah, I was like, why didn't you? He thought it was better than streamline. You just got this. Yeah, wait, Luke, <laughs> were his hands totally apart, or did he have kind yeah, of like totally apart? Or well, I, 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 I think crazy. it was some. I think it was something like this. Yep, that's so crazy. Yeah, Brian, you weren't, you were not a bad fly yourself, I would say. You know, what rumor is, uh, 
Adare knocked you down on the 50 fly rankings. Um, any flyers stand out to you? Yeah, I'm not. I got bumped down to fourth all time. Thanks, Dari. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But one thing I was thinking about is um, when you mentioned that you're a butterflyer, anytime that people would ask me like, oh, you're a swimmer. Okay, what, what events did you swim? And I'd say, oh, like 50 free, 50 fly were my best events. And they go, oh. And this, it's kind of like um, SoCal versus uh, versus NorCal when people say, uh, "Is it like the five or high, high, Highway Five? You know, it's like they put the the before there. There's always this delineation between like an amateur swimmer and, a, and an elite swimmer where you go, mm-hmm. "Oh, like I'm a butterfly." They're like, "Oh, I remember doing the butterfly." <laughs> 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 like I tried the butterfly, and I th- I just thought the butterfly was so I could never get it down. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right what do you what do you what do you tell people when you tell me like oh yeah one of the best butterflies in the world and they're like oh i've tried the butterfly once in my life like but i couldn't figure it out what what's the secret to the butterfly or they're like oh, oh man that's the hardest stroke that's so hard yeah i've heard both those too many times um and i kind of like laugh and i try to have them explain or like show me what it looks like so i just laugh even more when they try to put their arms up and to have like the worst stroke technique. <laughs> so that's about it. It's a, a, a small gripe. Often I see it all the time. How often are you guys annoyed when you see an ad like a, a for a company or poster, and it's obviously not a swimmer who was doing the butterfly? Like I'm coming out of my kids' swim team, and there's a poster of a guy doing butterfly. I'm like, that looks like somebody who swam two knots in his life, and it's a poster. <laughs> swim team. Can we not? Can we new rule? Only only real swimmers do real swimming ads and and photos. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally feel that. All right, time for some pressure. Time for you to fix everyone's butterfly. Audience Uh-oh. wants to know. Maj a underscore underscore vertical line wants to know. <laughs> what's your butterfly technique number one tip? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'd say get your hip position up as high as possible. So I think that's the number one best thing. So I feel like as I'm either like getting to the end of a race or just flat out dying, my hips like sink way below the waterline and it's harder to get my arms out of the water. It's harder to do the two kicks to propel myself forward. So that's what I love about some suits, especially Mizuno. It just pops my hips right up. And so that keeps my hips at the surface. But sometimes when I don't have that on, I have to like be conscientious to keep my hips up. And so I'll do that in practice. And I've started, I'd say like a year or two ago, I started wearing a drag suit. And so that I feel like it pushes my hips down even more. So I have to focus even more on pushing my hips up. So I think hips being above the water is one of the most important things. All right. Now, Chen, one, two, two, three, three, wants to know... How many pull-ups can you do in a row? Oh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a big pull-up guy. I'd say um, we did a pull-up test. It was probably like right below 20. So it's like 18, 19. 18 or 19? And you're like, oh, I'm not a big pull-up guy? I mean, I don't know. I feel like, no, because we have, I guess like in comparison to the Cal guys, because a bunch of the Cal guys, they're, like we would have Nathan, he'd pull up with the weight belt and he'd put on like three plates and then just do pull-ups with like 135 pounds, like on his waist. And we'd have just like a bunch of guys doing like 90, 90 pounds pull up, just like repping it for five. So 
I'd say compared to them, I'm not a big pull-up guy. I guess in general, maybe I'm like pretty proficient. <laughs> Hold on. I just want to clarify that I, that I heard you correctly. You're, Nathan mm-hmm. Adrian can do weighted pull-ups with 135 pounds for reps? Yes, sir. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, it'd, be, it'd be nuts. I remember I was there freshman year and he'd still train with us. He came in a little sophomore year. So he'd come in the weight room, just put on slap on three plates, and then he just started going up and down, up and down. I was like, oh my God, I can barely do like one plate. It was kind of, it's just kind of nuts coming in every day, seeing the talent and seeing just like the yeah. hardworking grit of everyone on the Cal uh, some team. Like not only Nathan can do that, it's like some other guys too, which is crazy. Goals. Hashtag goals. All right. <laughs> noted. Okay. Had to do a little play in your name here. This section is called truth or dare. <laughs> but you don't get to pick. I pick. So first oh. one is truth. Can you touch the flags with a running jump? Oh, so I haven't done that in a while. I, I can. Just been a few years. So we'll see if my old man hops can still do it. <laughs> All right, and then this is the dare or dare. Do your best impression of one of your coaches. Oh, <laughs> this won't be too good. Um, I'm gonna try to do Durden. It's kind of hard. I, f- I feel like he's so iconic. I can't really like replicate it. You know, iconic. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say I would do it, but some of the words he says I can't say <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not I'll a family show. PG. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. I'll keep it, I'll keep it PG. Um, <laughs> so we're always just sitting on the pool deck, and it'll be hot outside where it's tanning. And he'll say, like, get in on the 30, and it'll be like the 30-minute uh, mark in 10 seconds. And he's like, get your ass in the pool. <laughs> so he starts screaming at us. Um, I don't know. He does some other stuff, but he's just a funny guy. All right, here's the truth. When's the last time you cheated in a set or warm-up? Ooh, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a funny one. Half the time, uh, we have a hot tub at Legends, and so it'll be like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. for morning practice. Everyone gets in. I'm just chilling in the hot tub till Dave comes over and starts <laughs> screaming at me. <laughs> it's like, come on, get in the pool, get in the pool. So I like to go in the hot tub, you know, skip a little 200. And I'm like, the hot tub is like warming me up. Like, why do I need warm up? So, yeah. I, su- I support this effort. Hot tub is great for warm up. <laughs> warm ups for hopers, we always used to say. Shout out, James mm-hmm. White. All right. <laughs> this is a, a, a dare, dare. Sing mm-hmm. a line from Inspired by Your Name, either Seals, Kissed by a Rose, or from a Guns N' Roses song. Ooh. Any line will do. That's a hard one. Um, I'll probably do Guns N' Roses and know a little bit more. Um, which one's it gonna be? Paradise City. He's getting the words right. He has a karaoke. He's googling the words. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I would do it. Smart man. November Rain. November, Welcome that's to a good the jungle. Now I was thinking a sweet child of mine. Oh sweet yeah, child of mine. All right, let's do it. She's got a smile that it seems to me. There you go. One line. Nice. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm not trying to sing the whole song. 
I'm ready to pull a lighter out and just uh, vibe out to the Dari Rose <laughs> Mary. Child of there mine. you go. Yeah. I love it. Sing, I love singing's it. not my forte. I got to say that. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. Okay. Enough about truth or Dari. Let's uh, let's move on just to finish with some some rapid fire here, um, and then we'll okay. let you go. What's uh, what's the hardest race in swimming? Oh, I'd say a four AM. Olympic gold or world record? Uh, Olympic gold. Do you pee in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever cried in practice? Yes. Do you remember when? And what <laughs> <did you cry? laughs> a few days ago. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Get your ass in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, I remember we're swimming outdoors. This was when I was in high school. And so my coach, uh, what do you call it? Oh, so he had us in for practice, and there was a huge thunderstorm. But we also had an airport right next door. And so my coach was just joking. He'd be like, oh, like, you hear that? Like, the thunder is just the plane noises, you know? It's just the engines. And so I'd be, like, kicking on my back, just, like, looking up at the sky. And you just see, like, the lightning bolts come down. I was like, oh, God, you got to let us out. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> so moments like that. And then there's just been hard sets, too. Like, the 7250s fly. Shed a oh, little yeah. tear at the end. Oh, yeah. A little tear. I thought it was the reward to do those extra 50s, and now you said it made you Ooh, cry. <laughs> I guess. A- afterwards, a little tear shed. So I just, my body just be so wrecked. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll take that. Okay, what's the slowest reaction um, time, like relay takeoff, that you wouldn't be embarrassed about? Ooh, so I think I have a pretty slow reaction. Like, I remember at Worlds, I mean, this was a prelims relay, so I was proud of it. So I didn't want to get us deked, but I would think I was like half a second on the reaction time. <laughs> 0.5 five yeah, so, when you were okay? Yeah, point 0.5. No, no, I wasn't okay with it. I mean, I thought it was good because it was prelims. I was, I'm not trying to DQ like the US relay, you know, at my first world. So I was, I was fine with it. But I'd say like point 0.2, point 0.3 is reasonable. All right, all right. Still slower than I was expecting to hear, but respect. All right. Who's the um oh sorry, what's if you could change one rule in swimming, what would it be? Um I'd say the 15 meter rule. So I love underwaters. I feel like it'd be fun on fly. It's going like half the pool length and then just start swimming. So I think half that long course pool. Mm-hmm. 25 right. meters underwater. So I say short course, it's I don't know it's necessary. So I think turns are a little overpowered. Speaking of underwaters, who's the fastest underwater kicker you've ever seen? I'd say Tom Shields. He's pretty nuts. Mm. We'd race sometimes and he'd like put a whole half body length, body length, and a 25 on me. <laughs> we did ask Tom Shields who the fastest underwater kicker of all time was, and he emphatically himself? said. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. So Tom would agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's switch back to long course. How long until we see a forty-eight long course meter hundred butterfly? Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, the, the way the world's progressing, I think it should be a couple years. Like, yeah. probably like I'd say like before twenty twenty-eight or at twenty twenty-eight. Wow. Okay. Um, shout out to uh, audience member Elk S Swim. Favorite pre-race song? What's your go-to pre-race song? Oh, so I have a bunch. Um, I'd say there's one song. It's called South to West by Gunna. 
play a little two minute song, but it gets me, it gets me going, you know, it gets me to a good place. All right. Yeah. The last one here for us. So finish it up is how often do you do social kick? Um, I'd say pretty much every day. Nice. We love it here at Cal. Yeah. We usually have like a little warm up and we'll have like 200 soch or a hundred soch. The days we don't have it, we're like, come on, come on, give us our kick. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how every single thing is abbreviated to one. <laughs> we're gonna abbreviate social kick to soch. Just gonna do a soch. Well, this is nice. We've had we've had a great soch with you, Dari. So uh thanks, uh thanks for hanging out with us. And um yeah, man, we're looking forward to continuing to watch you dominate on this absurd trajectory you're on. Keep keep doing what you're doing. It's clearly working. Great. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Awesome. That's it for uh this episode of Soch. We'll see you next time. Hey everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying Social Kick, tell your friends about it. And be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick. And you can find all of our content on our website.